So welcome. This is uh, my second episode of Self-Made Nobodies, a podcast about somebody's that you should know. This is Lou Kovac. He's a old friend of mine. I'd say almost a brother from way back in the day. And we're I th- brothers. I, brothers. And I thought I'd have him on as my second guest here and uh, let you guys hear the story of all the old times and the old shops and the new shops and what got you started. But I haven't talked to you in a while. How's things? How's life? Uh, it's going, man. I mean, uh, there's another venture, right? Like I, I closed the old shop down. Um, just, I I need, I think I need a break or something like that. Hopped in a tow truck, did that for a bunch of years, made good money doing it. The industry started to die. I had an opportunity and snagged, started to figure, get a new place. So back in her and the fact that I opened up off season during a pandemic, with a new name and you know it wasn't easy i thought i I was i was worried like no one's gonna want to do it because i can't get people just like a a shop you know you get that like walk-in clientele you get people that come in just off the streets like hey what are you guys doing you know uh i didn't think i was gonna get that fortunately i got a, a sick location with a good curb view um and like mid construction i started getting people like Hey man, I heard you open another shop. Can you do my car again? Can you do my car again? Like people were happy that I was doing it again, which was awesome for me. Um, and like there was construction going on in the back half while I was we were building cars in the front half. So getting them done, parking them out front, waiting for people to come get them, and then people see them park there and they come out like, "Hey, what do you guys do here? Like, what goes on here?" And slowly but surely, kept her going. And now I'm fucking jammed, dude. Like we got work. It's crazy. And I. It's a good problem to have being busy. I can't complain. Well, no kidding. So for those of you on the podcast that don't know, uh, Lou had Rockstar Motorsports in Cambridge, Ontario. That was circa what, like 2007, six? Am I off? Uh, that was, two, I, I relate it back to the Charger because I bought the Charger, which was in 06, in 07, right when I, like right before I got the actual building. So yeah, 07. Okay, now for everybody that doesn't know you, you have to tell the story about the charger and the badges when you picked up the car. <laughs> that was a classic story for me. Oh my god, dude! Honestly, anybody that's like this is for anybody that has like uh, their own garage or or like shop garage, like business, where when a customer drops off their car to you, like you're 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 always worried, you know, like. We used to have cameras set up so that we could see if a customer came in after the job was done saying like that scratch wasn't there and you'd have to go over the cameras to make sure that like nobody went in that area during the whole time. The scratch must have been there. And then you're worried about like paperwork to go around the car with the customer and make sure nothing's wrong. Like as small business owners, you get a guy come in for a small job <clears throat> and you fuck up his car. It's coming out of your pocket. You got to pay for it. You can't give it back to the guy like that. You can't be like, oh, sorry, bud, you know. It's, it's, I consider the minute you drop me the, your car and give me your keys, I'm in the care and custody of your vehicle and anything that can happen to it, like it's my fucking problem. So my charger was under warranty because I blew a power steering pump. Apparently you're not supposed to do donuts at full left turn at full lock. Cause it makes the power steering pump spin. Yeah. Same they rotation s- as the most. And they I still grenaded, do that. grenaded my power steering pump. So uh took it back to warranty and it was like simple easy like yeah be done tomorrow no problem 
I uh, went back the next day. They, they called me like, yeah, it's ready to go. Come get it. And this is like the dealership that like I did work for. Like I would lift their trucks. I would give them like cold air intakes. They didn't have a tire machine big enough to do Viper rear tires. Like the GM dealer didn't have the machine to do the rear vet tires. So like they bring them to me because I bought like the best tire machine you could get at the time. So I've done business with these guys and I go out there and I just had to sign the paperwork. I didn't pay for nothing. And as I'm walking in my car, I'm walking and I'm like, I'm walking towards the back of the car and my SRT eight badge is missing. It's on the trunk. And I noticed it because I shake, like I took all the logos off. I tinted the lights. It's already on 24s. It's already got custom lights, all this other shit on it. And there's nothing on it. I literally only left the SRT badge. So SRT badge is gone and you can clearly see that somebody used a screwdriver to like chisel off my logo down to the metal through the primer peel pay, everything gone so i didn't snap i was just like nah, fuck. so i walked back my service man service advisor <clears throat> he's like did we forget something i go yeah man i don't know what happened but someone stole my srt badge off my trunk and like scraped it with a screwdriver or something because it's like down to the metal through the primer like through everything bare metal showing and the guy looks at me and he goes, well, you know, sorry, that's, uh, that's, you, that's, that's a pri- it's, it's private property. So we're not liable for any damages. So um, sorry, I can't help you with that. And turns away from me and carries on talking to the customer that's in front of him. And whoever's listening doesn't know me, but you know, I'm the easiest going person until someone pisses me off. Then there ain't even a fucking fuse. I'll just, I'll snap. So I I said to him, like, what do you mean? What do do you mean it's not your problem? He goes, well, um, I guess the shop was full and they left it outside last night. It must have happened overnight. I'm like, what, you guys fucking had the base full of of neons and K cars? You couldn't put my fucking $100,000 charger inside on like $10,000 rims? Clearly, like, you could tell it wasn't just some piece of shit. He's like, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. And carries on. So I was like, so whatever happens in the parking lot is just private property and it doesn't matter. And like, there's nothing you can do about it. He's like, yep. I said, cool, man. 1994 box. I paid $4 back. I'm going to drive back, get that car. And I'm going to run it down every fucking new car, entire parking lot. And then you guys can call your insurance and say, Hey, what are you going to do? It's private property on the charger. And like, as I'm letting it fucking start and warm up, like, I am like turning the trash control off and I back out of my spot and I lit the 24s literally past the service desk, past the whole fucking showroom counter, almost hit a salesman, smoked the entire parking lot, left sideways out of the parking lot, drove to my shop. And before I made it to my shop, my worker at the time, I can't remember. I think it was Tyler. I can't remember who it was, but they're like, yeah, the owner of the Dodge dealership called. He says, call him back right away. And I was like, oh, this is a sweet irony. Sweet. Okay i'll give him a call so i called him up and he goes hey lou how you doing i'm like well that could be better he's like uh we want to have a talk with me i'm like well i mean you know like i explained the situation of what happened he's like can you do me a favor can you just can you come down calmly and, and come and see me in my office and we'll have a talk so i said sure no problem i'm like i'll be i'll be calm and courteous and i went back down these because at the same time I was that kid that used to beat the shit out of people that pissed me off, but I'm a business owner now. So you got to still try and stick as a business owner. I, I would have loved to cream the caprice off every fucking car and tell all my friends about it, but 
I'll never get business off these guys again. So I drove down. I went into the showroom, said I was here to meet Bill. And Bill came. I was like, come on in my office. I'm sitting there and I'm like, listen, man, the scratch would literally be covered by another badge. Those badges are like 30 bucks. If you guys just said, I'll get you another badge and put it on the car, it would have been fine for me. Like, I wouldn't even care. But the fact that this guy talked to me like I'm a piece of shit and said, you know, fuck you. Sorry about your luck. It's your own problem. That pissed me off. And he goes, well, let's get him in here to apologize to you. And I said, if you bring that guy in your office, I'm like, you're going to need a mop and bucket. He's going to have to pick up all his teeth with broken fucking fingers. I'm like, just get me the badge. We'll call it a day. He goes, listen. He's like, I'll get the trunk painted. We'll get the badge on. We'll get everything taken care of. I do apologize and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I got it done. I got taken care of. So you know, put a little pepper in it if you want shit done, I guess. Because think about it. Like some other people have been like, oh, okay, sorry. I guess it's my fault and been fucked. But 100%. That is totally 100% true. And, and he even tried. He's like, well, you know what it's like, Lou, when you have customers' cars at your shop. I'm like, yeah, they're in the care and custody of me. And anything that happens to them while I have them, that's on me. I could give a customer back their car with damage that I created and said, Hey man, sorry about your luck, but here's your bill. It doesn't work that way. We pulled in every single car, every single night. You know what I mean? Every car. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do. Totally. And for the audio listener again, Lou, you're like what? Six, two, six, three. How tall are you? I was six, three and 240 for the past I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. At tattoos, usually a Mohawk, usually designs in the side of his head. Like it was, it was a, 15 year stint with that like nine inch mohawk yeah so like not really a guy that you just kind of fuck off usually like in your life i don't know i'm not stupid but apparently he was <laughs> yeah right yeah i don't know the counter wasn't that big i could have got over it yeah no kidding hey so <laughs> what why rockstar what made you start rockstar you know the hardest thing about about starting a business Everybody says is like picking a business, like what do you want to do and blah, blah, blah. I don't think you have to like think about what your business is. If you're going to start a business, it's going to be like, you know, it's something that, you know, you know what I mean? The hard part is coming up with a fucking cool name. Honestly. Totally. Self-made nobodies was totally what threw that over the edge for me and why I actually did this podcast. Cause once I figured out the name, I was talking about guys like you and guys like Jeff, do you know Jeff Wybrow? From, yeah. 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 So like seeing your guys' skills and the fact that like you have a, somewhat of a following, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you guys aren't the gas monkey. You guys aren't the chip fooses, but yet you're putting in the level of work, the level of effort and the level of care, if not better care, if not better talent than these guys. And I, I just feel like I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to give the push that you guys deserve. I hope that I can help with the push. Maybe this will go viral and, Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but you guys deserve it. That's for sure. It's amazing, dude. Honestly, and I look at, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I have sat down and flipped through all those like shows for cars on TV. Yeah. And been like livid and angry at the shit I see that they put there. It's totally um, true. Oh my, like. I get it. Like, if you want to stage some stuff and make it kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, cool or whatever. That's fine. But the final product that you're going to roll out in front of cameras 
and uh what what like what people see you gotta understand like fair enough people watch those shows and they, they say like oh everybody watches those shows like even guys that aren't really car people they'll watch gas monkey they'll watch like monster garage they'll watch all that shit because it's cool right totally. but the other people that watch it are guys like us that we know what the fuck they're doing right and i wait for that whole episode i wait <clears throat> i laugh at their budget prices and like how much this was and because it's always bullshit um and i wait for that final rollout when the camera goes around it to see the horse shit that's there um like i've i've been to sema and seen stuff up close and watched certain things that just are mind-blowing that people get away with like i would never think to cut corners like some of these guys do um uh, right now currently i would say uh dave kindig his like his cars are fucking money his work work ethic and like styling and everything wild he's he builds his shit clean um if you watch the one with that that gullwing benz that he did and he like he redesigned that 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 car was a fiberglass mold made from an original one and he took mercedes cars and like oh you know what uh the windows i don't like the way the windows are and like he does these little things to it man the guy's he's a fucking artist that guy's amazing and then you look at the other one where's whatever that one is with that chick that's like the engine builder uh, yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I don't really watch them anymore because rags, rags to riches, or, or something like rides through, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and that that one guy's like, yeah, we're gonna take this car, take this car, take this car, and then we're gonna make a six figure car. And like his six figure cars are fucking rats. They're like horrible. And that camera at the end comes through, and you see all the shit that they're doing, and like you can't, you can't lie to the camera when it's driving by the car and you see they, there was one where they did this big like <clears throat> chrome vinyl stripe down the side of it and you can see all the shitty bodywork underneath the and it just it just shows chrome shitty chrome fucking vinyl wrap and this this some of the stuff some you know i'm not and i'm not saying like everything they do is shit there's a lot of really cool stuff they did a nasty c10 for uh what's his name uh, the mini trucker dude. I like everybody does good and bad shit, but I just know that I could never, let alone a TV show, let half of that stuff leave my shop. Right? It would, cause, you know, what would happen is, just, it would leave. I'd say it's done. It's horse shit. Someone would post it, and then someone like you would private message me and be like, "Yo, what the <laughs> fuck happened? Yeah, what is this? Because like, dude, all my buddies are fucking car guys." Yep. So they would all pick it apart and be like, yo, man, what the fuck? What do you just give up on it and just fucking let it go? So, well, and what's the point in charging somebody $100,000 where they're going to drive down the street and a year from now, the electrical system's not working and the bodywork's falling off of it and it's not <laughs> running right? And it's terrible. And these guys have what, 12 million, 15 million, 20 million followers on all their social media pages. They've got people running in the door for their merchandise and the people that are wearing their merchandise, I'm going to say 
on the low end, let's be 45% of those people don't even know cars. They're just like, Ooh, gas monkey t-shirt. Gotta get that. That's super cool. It's, it's frustrating to me. It is, dude. It's like uh, Orange County Choppers. They didn't get rich from bikes. Right. You Definitely. Know, you, know when you, you know when you know you made it? When your fucking t-shirts are in Walmart, bud. Totally. Right? That's that's it. Yeah. It is what it is. Walmart, um, Target, all the places. Yep. That's that's yep. when you've made your money. Oh, you've got a little character that looks exactly like your mechanic. And you can buy it at, yep. at the store. Oh, neat. I thought yep. we were building hot rods. I didn't think we yeah. were doing merch. Like, there's a difference. It, I mean, I think years ago I could have been, <clears throat> I helped out a little bit with, uh, there's a show Chop Cut Rebuild. Yep. And there was a point where I could have had Chop Cut Rebuild at my shop in Cambridge. Right. And as cool as it would have been, you ever watched the show? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So now you as a car guy watching that show did you did you do you feel like he dumbed it down way too much the way he described all the stuff it was definitely made for a guys not like us that's for sure and the editing and everything was fast and yeah it's just the way the way he spoke about like like if if i was to do a show i'd be like so this is a jeep we're doing 35s on 22s blah 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 and I would say, like, uh, when we want the wheels to stick out like this, we do, like, a negative 76 offset, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to mean much to anybody else, but to car guys, they'll know what it is, right? Right. Now, what he would be, what he would do is be like, you know, these are tires. They're made from vulcanized rubber. These tires go and blah, blah, blah. They measure the size by going on the outside. Like, the show was designed for people that know nothing about cars, which deters anybody that knows anything about cars. So I didn't really want to do it. I was like, uh, who's gonna, like, who's gonna, who's gonna host the show? He's like, well, I am. I was like, well, can we get someone else? Because I don't like the way you host your shows. Totally. It was just, it was, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't my, it wasn't my cup of tea at all. I, I wanted the show, but I didn't. But I did. But I didn't. Um, my buddies that had it were said it was like it was good and bad, whatever. And it's like Chop Cut Rebuild wasn't really a big fucking show, anyways. Um, it was literally only known by guys like us that knew about it, which is ironic that it was made for people that didn't know shit about cars. And for the for the audio listener, my face lit up when you said Chop Got Rebuilt, because I do remember that show and that's so funny. <laughs> I feel like that was like like a well, that was a Saturday morning. That was not a power block show. That was like No, it wasn't power block, no. No, it was something else. Do you think that it would have made you bigger? Like do you think it was a regrettable decision in that sense? Um, that show, no. Fair enough. I mean, the only way would be if, if I did do it and then some other show saw it and would have got me to a better show. Right. But you've known me for so long that you know the way I am and my personality and like, I, how I fucking talk and act and and everything. And everybody's always said, you need your own show. You need your own show. I think. And I mean, I, I, the one thing I do regret is not jamming fucking cameras in my shop, getting audio in the shop for the shit that happens day to day. Yeah. You know, my friends, like they're our friends. They're all the same type of people. They're the loud people at a party. They're the people that everybody knows. They're that, that group of people. <clears throat> Something always happens. 
Well, that so, you could totally watch how many people came in and brought us coffees and rock stars and Red Bulls. Like the amount of people that just came into this to the shop locally was insane. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, so, and just like the normal interactions of shit, like when we'd be, I, dude, I got like Facebook videos of we somehow came across two PW50 mini bikes and we're doing donuts inside the shop and we're someone pulled an old stereo and tied it with speaker wire to the back of it, dragged it through the parking lot and I jumped it. And Andrew's wearing a stupid helmet. Like the content I could have had, I regret that I don't have for not, you know what I mean? I, I'm everybody says I'm that guy that should have a camera on me all the time, which fuck who knows, man, maybe one day I will. I don't know. You know, see this, um, could, this could bring that for you. It would be, it would be cool, man. Um, if you like example, the shop right now, <clears throat> I brought in my buddy, Dylan, who does like PPF protection films, vinyl wraps, ceramic coating. He has a massive following himself, <clears throat> made a great business for himself. Um, and he's part of this like Porsche club and this exotic car cruising club. And uh, I went on this North face rally to Miami with a bunch of exotics. He's a member of that thing. And, the the clientele that comes in is crazy if you got these like business guys with high-end exotic cars i got my scumbag lowrider fucking air ride buddies that come in all the time i got i do lots of repairs on tow truck guys that have been buddies of mine and i met them through the industry now i've serviced all their trucks so there's always something else and something different that comes in and like well chicks you know there's always broads that come in because i know too many of them right it's not yeah. a bad it's also also not a bad problem yeah not um, a bad problem to have so I don't know, man. I think like we're just kind of re- I've only had the shop for a year and we're restructuring how everything is and redoing everything and fitting it. And maybe I'll jam some cameras and just get some footage. Everybody's like, make a YouTube channel, make a YouTube channel. I think I should. Um, you send me the footage. I'll edit it. Yeah, dude. Honestly, like I I'm 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 a car guy and a fucking tech at the end of the day. Uh, I like to be really funny whenever I can. and. I was gifted with a personality, not good looks, but a personality is what gets me the girls. Trust me. Um, I think, I think I could pull it off and I don't know. I might, I just, I'm not a tech guy. I'm not a tech guy though. So I take pictures and videos of the cars before and after that I do them or like on, on air when we're lifting them, lowering or whatever, or like before and afters upholstery interior. And I'm, so shitty at tech that i'll take a tiktok video of it because i can send it straight to instagram and facebook at the same time <laughs> it, it takes the effort out of it and it gets it on the social platforms and i'm like all right back to fucking work i'm like hey yo tiktok, uh, is check. A, TikTok has music already i'm like mint less effort than i gotta do that means my instagram videos are gonna have music now so fuck it that's so funny at the end of the day, it's just for, it's for work to show my work. And maybe like, I, honestly, I can't even talk shit. I, I ran my mouth about like TikToks for kids. What the fuck? I'll talk shit to all my buddies. And since doing it, dude, I've had like people all over the place. Like, um, my one buddy from the uh, buddy of mine, he goes, my friend from Texas sent me a video saying, isn't this your buddy's truck? Cause I have a, my body drop dually. Yeah. I was plowing the driveway with it when it was snowing because people were saying that, like, that truck doesn't run. It doesn't move. They're useless. And, Can't do anything his, with them. Yeah. And his buddy from Texas saw it. 
And I got like a guy from Florida that wants a hat. And like, it's cool, man. It's just cool to get that. And it's funny. I get these people like, oh, yo, uh, how much is a hat? This is my address. Can you send it to me? And the one guy's from uh, Arizona. And I said, dude, I'll send you a hat. I'll send it to you for free. I'll even pay for the shipping. I just want you to put it on and like go stand by something that's very Arizona-ish, like a landmark to just show that it's out there, you know? Yeah. What are your socials so people can find you? Uh, low life rod and custom is the Instagram. Uh, low life three, six, five is the TikTok, And, uh, my Facebook is just Luke Hovac. Cool. <clears throat> so yeah, I honestly, I'm just, uh, it, it's, this shop's a lot different than the last one. I, I had my dad's European mentality in me where, uh, why hire someone when you can save money and do it yourself? So I was like, I was taking on so much shit and trying to do so much for my, like by myself. So I was like the salesman, the secretary, the janitor, the accountant, the owner, the fucking delivery guy, the parts guy. I was trying to do everything. And like, well, only pay one guy. I keep my costs down. But now we've like, this place is no bullshit. So like I have text in the back. I have people doing the rest of it. I have a secretary. I have upholstery people. I have like, I have a, a solid crew now that I can actually get work done and manage to go around and make my sales and do what I got to do. And you know, it is like be that people person, go around and f- do all that shit to make it, uh, to make it work while I know people are actually working at the shop doing what they got to do. Fair enough. And you are, you are a good face for a business. That's for sure. I'm, I'm a, the fortunate thing is I'm a, I'm a sales. I could talk to somebody for like, 30 seconds and know how I have to talk to that person to sell them something. Cause you can't, you can't talk to everybody the same way. That's just, that's, especially in this. Cause I'll have a guy that comes in. That's like low rider dude. And I'll have a guy that comes in. That's like business guy. And I'll have a construction guy and I'll have some punk kid and I'll have some girl come in and you gotta like let them know they're not getting taken advantage of like it, it's 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 tough but uh fortunately i can i can kind of do that and, so it works and you've got to watch your tone with some people too because you just don't know who's going to walk in looking looking like a one but they've got a full pocket of money that they're ready to spend and if you fuck them off they are gone they're out the door Dude. because they're those type of people that are like all right you don't want to give me the time of day fuck you i'll take my money somewhere else you know what? I've heard it before because I taught, I treat everybody the same. I don't give a fuck what they come in with. I looked at it like this. So see this guy come in with like a brand new Z06, you know, and he's got like the Corvette hat and the fucking jacket and whatever, blah, blah. And new balances. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's got like, like, uh, expect like high end guy looks like he's got money, right? that guy might be like his wallet may be hard to pry open to get anything out. You know what I mean? That guy's going to want a deal. He's cheap. He blah, blah, blah. He thinks he's uh, because he's somebody he can get a deal or he can go anywhere else. Blah, blah. And then some kid comes in with a shitty mini truck that, you know, he's been saving up to put parts together. And all he wants is like, you know, springs and lowering blocks, just to lower his truck a little bit. He's working on a budget and he doesn't have money. I'm not going to talk to that kid. Like he's a piece of shit. And, and and suck the other guy's dick to get money out of his pocket. I'll literally talk to them both the same way because for all you know, like 
let's say that kid, <clears throat> first of all, let's say the old guy, he just doesn't want to spend money. He's just out there like looking and trying to fucking show his car off and doesn't plan on spending any money. But that kid that like is a car kid and loves cars and blah, blah, blah. And like he works at McDonald's and he doesn't make any money. And he's like scrounging and he's like putting that truck together, blah, blah, blah. You know, that kid may fucking just have the type of parents that want him to learn his lesson and work for what he's got. So they don't give him everything, but that kid just graduated with honors and his kids and his parents are like, you know what? You graduated. What do you want? And like the, the kid will like not hit the lottery, but he'll be like, he'll come in with his parents and like be able to get what he wants or somebody will hit a lottery or someone will come into money or someone, whatever. And they'll remember who talked to them when they, when they were down instead of every other shop to treat him like a bum when he walked in the door. You know, it's totally true, dude. That's honestly, it's funny. The story of the charger. I, I never wanted the charger. I originally, the SRT eight Jeep is what first came out. Right. Like right then in 07. Right. Mm-hmm. And I went to this dealership at the Queenston traffic circle in Hamilton and they had an SRT eight Jeep. And I went with my dad and I had, I had like ripped jean shorts. I had a sleeveless shirt on. I had my fucking Mohawk. So I had my tattoos and everything. I had a pair of DC run shoes on and came in. And we I think we came with like my dad's GMC Canyon or something. So nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's this big fat Italian fucking salesman there. And I'm like, uh, it says you guys have a, a Cherokee SRT8 here. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's right over there. And it's not like he was talking to a customer. I didn't bust his balls. He came out, right? And uh, I'm like, so, you know, uh, this and this. I can't remember what I said. I was already reading up on it, right? And keep in mind, when I was in Chicago, I had a SRT8 300. So I said to him, I go, um, so with that center exhaust, like, does it sound any different? Like, does it sound the same as the 300s? Um, like, how's it drive? Is the suspension good? And just asking questions, he's like, yeah, you know, it's better, it's good, it's better than the, the Grand Cherokees, yada, yada, whatever. I'm like, well, you know, like, can we, can we hear it? Can we take it for a ride? He's like, wow, you know, like, the keys are inside. And I was like, uh, okay, hey, thanks, man. And I fucking, we got the truck and left. And because he thought I was some punk kid. So I went home and I like fucking started looking online, looking online. And there was, that was like, it was literally the last SRT Cherokee. I was like, fuck. But I found this charger and the charger had like 4,000 K. It was a dealer demo. It was the owner's car from Ontario Chrysler. So I went. I went to Ontario Chrysler <clears throat> and I, and I talked to the one salesman and that SRT was like in the middle of the showroom and they had a big showroom. So there's like six cars in front of it. And, uh, I said to the salesman, I go, Hey man, do you have a, like, I used to have a 300, but are the chargers any different? Like, do you have one in the lot that I can like sit in and like drive to see like how it runs? He's like, well, are you like serious about buying this one? I'm like, yeah, like I, I want the car. I'm not bullshit. You know? He's like, well, if you're serious, I'll pull this one out. Why would you drive a car that you don't want to buy? I'm like, okay, fine. So he called the porters. Ten minutes. All the cars were out. Chargers outside. Dealer played on it. We go for a drive. I took it around the block, ripped it around, brought it back. I'm like, all right, man, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Like, fucking, let's go. Let's make it happen. Done and done. I want it. So I'm sitting there talking with him. And he's like, so what are you planning on doing? I was like, oh, well, uh, I'm going to do, like, this and that and blah 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 he's like hey cool sounds good so 
I signed the paperwork. I left. <clears throat> and then he goes, all right, man, the car's ready. Come get it. So as I come back, I'm sitting there shooting the shit with him. And he goes, uh, so what are you going to do? I'm like, actually, I'm like, tomorrow I'm driving back to Chicago because I already ordered a set of 24s. They're sitting out there waiting at my old shop with tires. I'm like, I got LED taillights. I got LED headlights. Uh, I got a stereo waiting out there. We're going to sway the headliner and pillars. Um, I can't remember what else. A bunch of shit. I knew grill. I got an exhaust. I got an intake. I've all ordered already. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I- I'm not bullshitting. So as he said, we were filling out like the final paperwork and blah, blah, blah. And my phone rings. And it was uh, Sean from Underworld. They called me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, can you wait like half an hour? He's like, uh, yeah, 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 no problem. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I'll, I'll be there as soon as I can. So he goes, you got to go? I was like, yeah, it's my buddy's shop. I'm like, my exhaust just showed up. He's like, huh? He's like, what's wrong with this fucking exhaust in this car? I'm like, it's the stock, bro. I'm like, I'm literally driving from here. To, they're going to put the exhaust on right now. He's like, are you kidding me? And the one old mechanic was walking by. And he's like, Rick or whatever the fuck his name is. He goes, hey, uh. This guy says he's going to put 24s on that charger. And the guy goes, there's no way it's not going to fit. I'm like, no, no, it's going to fit. And I know they'll fit because I already did it when I was out there. And he's like, there's no way. He's like, you put 24s on that thing, I'll give you 100 bucks. I was like, all right, well, fuck, whatever. So the one thing they didn't have was my floor mats. So I took the car, I went, flew, got the exhaust done, threw the intake on, and then drove out to Chicago. I spent a week in Chicago. I did the wheels. Um, I did the headliner and pillars, I did all the lights, I did the grill, I did the stereo, I did fucking blah blah blah, two twelve solar barracks in the trunk. Uh, and did all this shit and, and drove home a week later. And then um he calls me, he's like, Hey, look at the floor mats are in, come on by. So I, I I went to the dealer and I went into his office. I'm like, look out your window. He's like, Holy fuck. And these are like KMC slides that they had no lips, so the 24s look like 26s. And he's like, holy fuck, that's crazy. But as we're sitting there, the, the, that fucking old mechanic walks outside and he's looking at it and he's looking and he's looking, and he's looking, and he's like looking right at the tires. And then like, I'm like, and we're laughing because eh? I'm like, he's like, the guy, I told the guy was going to happen. He didn't believe me. He's like, you don't fuck around. You don't bullshit. I'm like, no, man. I was like, said I was going to do it. I'm not some kid. I'm like making shit up. The guy walks in and he slapped five twenties down on the table. Didn't say a word and fucking left the fucking <laughs> mechanic. So I was like, tell you what, man, I'm like, I go, I, I took good money. I'm like, here, I'm like, buy all the, buy all the mechanics, like lunch or Tim's or something. I'm like, him coming and doing that was like, fuck it, that was payment enough. It was amazing. And then I brought it back when it was bagged on the other, on the other wheels with the camo wrap. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Is this the same car? Crazy. So, yeah, well, man. I remember my interview with you. You were like, the air ride doesn't work. Fix it. And you can work here. <laughs> <laughs> yo straight up man like that's in this day and age like i mean that's what it that's what it comes down to i've told people before like you don't there's, there's no, you, you can't show me your resume saying what school you went to you went to the fucking school of bags like show me you can do what you do like everybody says they can do too many people talk no shit and, you know what i mean so fucking you know like show me and that's honestly what it comes down to. Listen, that was so, so funny. At my shop now, um, there's we do air ride, we do lifts, lowering, do motorcycles, dirt bikes, uh, quads, lots of Harleys. I do Harley air ride. I'm a, like American suspension and MRI center stand dealer. And I've built a bunch of Harley. So we do that. I do the vinyl. We do the upholstery. So in my shop, 
I know how to do everything except the upholstery part. But I know what looks good and what doesn't look good when it comes to upholstery. So if you want to come and work for me, that's all I'm going to do. Like, tell me what you can do. You can do it. Okay, cool. Do this one and let's see. And straight up, if you can't, then you can't fucking do it. And you know what I mean? The, the bullshit comes out quick. Very you, quick. Could say, you could talk all day, but proofs in the pudding, basically. Right? I don't even think you introduced me to Tyler or Blaine. I think I walked in and I was talking to you with Justin and you were like, go in the back, fix the car. And Tyler walked over and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fixing this car for a job here. He's like, all right, okay. And he walked away. I was like, all right, here we go. Start something good. That's that's always been the type of, I mean, kind of the atmosphere you want. You know what I mean? Where you know what you're doing. You get in there, and I don't got to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll have someone, and and I'll go and take a look at their job, and then I'll take a look at the next one, and take a look at the next one, and then you know you kind of figure like, okay, well now if something happens with this job, because I didn't look over it, because you've shown me that you know what you're doing. You're a fucking idiot. You should have known what you're doing. That's and I fair. have no remorse at all letting you have it over it after. If if I've always told all the guys that work for me, like, if you don't know, ask. If you um have a question, ask me. Don't just guess. If you break something, let me know. You know, I've never made an employee pay for something that they've broken. Um, that's just the cost of doing business. Um if you're not sure, you all help you, man. That's why I'm here. You know, I've, I am where I am because I've been the shop bitch. I've been that fucking guy. I've had to do, I've been on the bottom of the pole and had to do all that shit before me. So there's no reason that um, anybody else should have to deal with that shit where, where someone comes in and fucks something up and then doesn't, doesn't think that they're, they're uh, on the hook for it after the fact that you've proven yourself. And that was it, dude. I never had a, we never had a fucking issue with you. You're solid. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember a day that we had any issues at all. And that's the, the key to being a good leader is being a good leader. I know that seems simple. Like that's such a simple thing to say, but it's totally true. Being a leader isn't about being tyrannical or telling guys how it is or being an asshole. It's about leading your team of people. If you want good guys, you got to be a good guy. Do you want your people to want to be there? You got to make them want to be there. I think we probably spent your whole paycheck one month on on the Red Bull fridge because you decided that it was a good idea for us to have a Red Bull fridge and then realized quite quite quickly that that was not a good idea to let us have free reign of a Red Bull fridge. Dude, you want to hear the truth? I still have that fridge. It still works. That's hilarious. It's fucking mint. It's (laughs) at my buddy's house in his garage. Not full of Red Bull anymore. It holds beers pretty good. I'm sure it does. <clears throat> but um, I so I have worked for some serious fucking assholes, and I've never wanted to be that boss. You know? Yeah. Um, one of my first jobs, I worked for this Italian dude that loved to yell and throw shit, and you're a fucking idiot, and just like, oh, you're just on fucking eggshells at work, you know? But that's that old European mentality. So my dad would be the same thing, like instill the fear in you to where you are scared to fuck up. But I don't want that shit. I want like, 
it's it's rare for people like oh i love my job i want to go to work you don't hear that as often as you're like i fucking hate work oh this happened today i fucking hate my job because it sucks but i need to be there because i need to make money um I'd, i'd much rather it be a place where you're like you go in i probably could have been more productive if we didn't fuck around or bullshit here and there but it's at the end of the day you can ask anybody that's worked for me lose not an asshole like i don't fucking snap i i'll snap if you give me a fucking reason to you know what i mean yeah um common knowledge common but accidents happen i'll never snap on something for something that happened by accident it all it happens we all do it totally true so yeah and and that honestly i just make it so that i try and even when i was struggling like before bills would add up and like you know work with jobs would take longer and i wouldn't take a paycheck dude i would i would always make sure that my employees are taken care of before bills were paid before i was paid and because it's like without them what are you this totally true you know what i mean and you make someone happy to be at work and it takes dude it's like Look, you remember this how long ago? I, I, I fucking bought a Red Bull fridge to bring Red Bulls for you guys. Yeah. Just to, to do whatever the fuck I could to make it easier there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, what's best build, worst build? What's most memorable for you? Any of the shops? <clears throat> best build, worst build? Yeah. I got to know. Memorable, most, mem- most memorable for me was Kerbon's car, but that was because it was such a big change. I'm sure you've done others that were. You know what? Kerbon's car is one of my favorites because it pissed people off. <laughs> it did, didn't it? You know, like I got when I posted pictures of a 64 Impala on 24s and air ride. And everybody's like, that's sacrilegious. Like out of all cars, why would you pick that one? Uh, like that thing, it has to go on 13 inch wires and has to have hydros. And I was like, it came in on 13-inch wires, and it came in on hydros, and they're in the dumpster if you want to go get them. They're fucking shit. <clears throat> you know, and I, I was like, I'm good buddies with, like, Joe Wing that used to run fucking Scrape by the Lake. And he's like, King Lowrider guy. And he was like, man, he's like, fuck, what are you doing? He's like, listen, don't tell anybody, but, like, I mean, I don't hate it. It looks pretty sick. <laughs> 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 You got know? him, <laughs> but um, he's like, "This is the one who said that." <clears throat> it's, That's um, so funny. It, uh, it's it's that that was definitely one from from the piece of shit that we started with. Because keep in mind, that thing was sitting in a field for like seven years before we got so bad. Well, that's why we had to do what we did and go to the extreme. And like Kerban was just like, "You know what, man? Fuck it, let's do it." And everywhere he went he told me he's like i can't stop anywhere like a variety store or gas station and not come out to a photo shoot everywhere he went everybody took pictures of that thing keep in mind how long ago that was dude that was like nobody had that shit see and i i feel like you would have been bigger if it weren't for social media being big now versus back then like we had social media back then but it was kind of like to see what your high school people were doing like we weren't branching out to like big businesses and you'd catch the odd thing on the internet or catch the odd like 
article on mini truck like when you were on whatever s10forum.com somebody posted a magazine shoot about this shop and like that's what i remember about social media back then and now social social media then was forums that was all it was there was bullshit facebook just started (coughs) and there was nothing else what was the one before myspace right you know um yeah granted if if it was back then it probably it would have for sure um it was different times you think about like we were doing shit that nobody else was doing. And that's, that's what I liked. Um, like the, a, a bunch of firsts was like that charger, man. Nobody cut up a fucking SRT eight. They were all V sixes and shit like that. Nobody had 24s. You know, when I put 24s on that car and came back, I was driving around and I met a couple guys that had wheel stores. They'd come up to me at, at shows and look at the car. Like, is this your car? I'm like, yeah. They're like, you're the guy. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you're the guy. I'm like, I'm what guy? And he's like, I had customers that come to me with like Chrysler 300s and go, I want fucking biggest wheels possible, man. I want the biggest wheels. And he's like, I've sold everybody 22s. I sold everybody 22s because 24s wouldn't fit. And now you're the guy that puts 24s on your car. And now all my guys see you with 24s. They come back to me and shit on me because I didn't do them. It's because... Nobody would cut the nylock part of the upper ball joint nut off to clear a 24. I just didn't give a fuck. I did it. So after that, no, like I bagged it. Nobody had a bagged SRT8. <clears throat> and then I bought those 24-inch MHT stilettos. They were like all chrome. They were fuck like 11 grand or something stupid. I can't remember. <laughs> And they were like literally the nicest chrome I've ever seen. They were fucking amazing. And I tested them on the car and they cleared everything. And I put them on the bench. And I started taking them apart. And I can't remember who the first person was, but like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking them apart. They're like, why? I'm like, I'm going to powder coat them. They're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, dude, I'm going to do the faces the same color as the car. And I'm going to powder coat the lips Brembo red to match the brakes. They're like, what? That's stupid. It's going to be like shit. I was like, yo, it's my car. Fuck off. Leave me alone. So I took my, I, I found a fucking Chrome guy in like Scarborough. It was some Greek dude. <clears throat> and I sent my dad with the wheel, the faces and the, and the barrels all separated. And I go, take these out there and get him to take the Chrome off. So my dad gets there and he, and he calls me and he's like, this guy wants to talk to you. I was like, okay. And the guy goes, who sent you? I'm like, uh, huh? I'm like, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm like, so-and-so gave me your, your number. Says you're a Chrome guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you want? What's going on here? I go, I want you to like, reverse process strip. Take all the Chrome off back to barrel aluminum. He's like, who sent you? They throw this in my face. This is nice. This is, I can't do this shit. Like thinking that I sent him those wheels because they look so good that like I was showing him that this chrome was better than his work and i said listen brother i'm not trying no bullshit i'm like i'm paying the rims and i need the chrome off the wheels can you strip them he's like something fishy going on here i don't give a fuck they're going to be done tomorrow come get them get them out of my shop <laughs> like perfect sick <clears throat> i went and picked them up i ordered like it was it was many first man like nobody nobody did that crazy powder coat around Everybody was an industrial coder, the guy down the street from me. So, like, I Googled and I found Prismatic in the States and I gave him my paint codes and I ordered the special colors and I fucking 
told him to put the the bake recipes on the bag. So this guy who had like yellow, blue, red, and black powder only did the industrial <laughs> shit. So he could know how to do it the right way. So they did the lips, they did the barrels, or sorry, they did the, the lip, they did the fucking faces, brought them back to the shop. I put the wheels together, and then everybody's like, yo, those look fucking sick. I was like, I know, man. Wait till the tires are on. Put the tires on, put the put them on the car. As we were waiting for the wheels, I was doing the air ride. I put them on the car and like laid it out for the first time. And I was like, yo, this looks fucking nasty. Cause nobody had colored wheels. Nobody had colored lips. Or it was like Back in the day, that was when everyone was like color matching the face of the wheels to the car, but leaving the chrome lips. Right. And I was like, okay, time to color the lips. Let's change it up. Let's mix it up or whatever, right? <clears throat> and because those wheels were so small, when you drove it on the highway, you didn't see the face. You saw this red Brembo caliper and these red hoops that this car was rolling on. It, was, it looked fucking killer. It did. Some of the and, rollers were crazy. Yeah, man. And then I remember the 50 Overlaw just came out. And I was going to my buddy's house because we were going to Hess Village to get fucking wasted on a Friday. And going up the Ancaster Hill, there's this break in the barrier. And there was a cop sitting on the other side. I was doing like 160. And I was like, fuck. Do I stop? I'm like, I don't want to lose my car. Like, it literally just came out like two weeks prior. And they're like taking everything that's 50 over. So, like, I turned my lights off, mashed the gas pedal. I was probably doing 270 by the time I made that top cut before the, the link. And as soon as I couldn't see his cherries no more, like I was going on the link, I cut, I hammered the brakes, cut off, got a Rousseau, parked in some guy's driveway, turned the car off, smoked like nine cigarettes, walking around, hid the car in his house for like two weeks, and then drove it to Cambridge and wrapped it with a camel. That's why I wrapped it, so they couldn't find this black car with red rims. And <clears throat> at that time, they were only wrapping like cube vans and, and construct and like work trucks. And I just asked Dan, I go, can you do camo with red on it on my car? And he's like, like this? I'm like, let's do it, man. Let's go. And I was like, nobody had, nobody knew what was going on. I used to win best paint at shows because I was telling judges it's a sticker. They're like, that's not a sticker. I can't feel anything. I'm like, it's one big sticker. They're like, no way. I'd open the jams. They're like, whatever. That's No, it's paint. I went best paint at like CSCF for it. It was hilarious. So I look back now and I'm like, dude, that was 2008. But I did a vinyl wrap car with color matched lips. Yep. It's 2021 now. Like we were tinning taillights in 2006. Right. It's fucked. And to be and when did vinyl wraps start becoming big? A year ago, two years ago? That's when everybody started wrapping shit. I, I'd say safe to say that probably like it it took over like let's say four years ago. Right. That's when it started getting big. Yeah, which is 10 years, 10 years later than we were doing things like that. Crazy, eh? The Dakota. I remember the Dakota too. When it pulled in the parking lot with those Ram taillights on it, the yellow one, you walked outside, yep. grabbed the taillight covers and whipped them across the parking lot. The owner got out of the truck and was like, ah. Uh, my buddy Andrew. Yeah, he's like, look at the truck I bought. I'm like, yep, these, guys, these are fucking, these are shit. See you later. And I ripped across off the parking lot. Through. Yeah, he's like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, I'll tin them. Don't worry. He's like, oh, right whatever yeah i have the tendency to do that i had another girl nicole that she bought she bought a white 300 and i can't remember whose wheels i think they were tyler's old wheels off his wag off his magnum and they were black wheels with like machine lips yeah she had a white 300 and i i painted the lips white to match her car 
and the, they look like white walls on that car. It looks sick. But she came in with vent visors and like that sunroof visor fucking thing all glued on. And I was like, cool car. And I started ripping them off and throwing them in the garbage. I'm like, yeah, these suck. We're getting rid of them. She's like, what? I'm like, it's not a pickup truck. She's like, right. okay, whatever. She's like, oh my God, you're right. It does look better. <laughs> and to quote Jesse James, it doesn't matter how much, wow, it doesn't matter how much something costs. If it looks stupid, it looks stupid. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. And you know what? In, I, I, I don't know, like 15, 20 years that I've been doing this, I still, as a poor businessman, I guess, people come in and want to spend a ton of money on buying stupid shit i talked them out of it into better stuff that doesn't make me as much money as it would have if i did the dumb stuff but i know like i know it would look stupid and i'm like i can't put my name on that so what i've always said in business is i'd rather make ten dollars off of you three times than twenty dollars off of you once absolutely absolutely and uh, you know what it's funny because i had this talk with kerban because so like right now uh, i'm building kerban's 54 Bel Air. He's got a three Jeeps I'm doing work on for him right now, like big builds and all this other stuff. I still do, I still do tons of work on it, right? Um, The one Jeep's like 15K in parts, like serious build for his wife, right? It's her daily. Um, I talked to Kerbon and like, Kerbon's always like, you know, he's been, he's been okay. He's never struggled with money. I've had other buddies like, my buddy, do you remember Sanjay with the white bends? I was going to talk about Sanjay. Okay. Yes, I do. So like Sanjay, and I have like, I know a lot of people with that are really well off and they come to me for stuff. And, you know, I, I, I never like soaked anybody and been like, oh, he's got money. I'm going to jam him and like, you know, make money. <clears throat> and truthfully, I give those guys like almost, if not, a better deal than, than I would someone off the streets, just because even though they're still, they're still buddies of mine, I'll take care of them regardless. And I always look at it like they're going to go somewhere and like some other guy with money is going to be like, yo, that's a fucking sick car because they always get compliments on their cars. The beauty about Sanjay is Sanjay would bring me a car and says, do whatever you think is going to look good. He would never give me, um, he's like, you know what you're doing? Make it look sick. Not like I want this and this and this and this. So I got free reign to make his cars look cool. And whatever I did always looked fucking sick. And he always got compliments on it. But at the same time, you get people like, how much was this? How much was that? How much was this? And like, you never know. He could be next to someone with a sh- that does it. You're like, yo, you paid way too much for that. You did. Like, this is that what that's worth. You know what I mean? They could fuck you in the long run. Yep. So I, I never wanted to fucking overcharge anybody. And when did we do Kerban's car? Because I was just like, we had this talk, I don't know, two weeks ago when I had him on the phone. <clears throat> when I was getting all the parts for his Jeep. And I go, um, he's like, how much is this? How much is that? I'm like, uh, dude, I don't know. I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make some calls. I'll figure it out, but uh, I'll take care of you know that. He's like, honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest with you right now. He's like, over all the years, he's like, I've gone behind your back in the beginning to like price check what you do. And he's like, you have always been on point. So I have full faith and trust. You. And that shows you from that fucking Impala because I got the Facebook memory on it like I can't remember how many years ago 11 years ago or something like that that would have been yeah where proven case in point right there I always took care of him and he's always coming back I did his Impala I did his Lexus I did his one Dodge Ram 
I did his other Dodge Ram. I did like, and you know, I mean, I'm doing four cars for him now, and he's like, it, it, it's an on, it's, it's like a, he's a friend of mine at the same time, but I've never crossed the line of being a friend to try and make money off people. You know what I mean? And also, he wouldn't keep coming back regardless of the friendship if you weren't doing the work. Well, that's just it. You know what I mean? Like what I told him, um, because I talked to him, I, I've talked to him all over the years, right? But when I when I told him, like, I, I, yo, I got another shop. He's like, fuck, are you serious? He's like, amazing. He's like, I got these two fucking 76 Caprices. I want work. He's like, I don't know where to go, man. He's like, you always took care of me. Can I bring them down? And that was it. Done. You know? And opening the new shop, as soon as I started, like, putting it out there that it was out there, <clears throat> I was getting people like, thank God you're back, dude. I want more work done. Um, and people with, like, I, I did a, I tore out the whole system of an S10 at my old shop and redid everything and it was so bad it was plumbing line clear plumbing line for air it was just was that that black one with all the metallic no that that dude i don't want to talk about that fucking thing that was just a nightmare remember we cut the back half of that thing off because it was such a piece of shit yes i do it was so bad it was so bad this was a uh this is a green one for my buddy eric price where um i did that thing well, that's probably be like six, seven years now. And he's like, honestly, <clears throat> everything still is the way it was, and it's mint. And like for a for an air ride truck or car or whatever, you know, there's maintenance that you gotta normally do to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he's like, nothing's broken. He's like, the compressors sound like they're tired because <clears throat> they're probably 12 years old and I want to change those, but it doesn't leak. Uh, the bags are mint, I don't have a problem. We did a stereo in it. My stereo's mint. Everything's fucking perfect. I'm happy you're back. I just want to bring it in so that you can go over it and just take a look at it. And let's change the compressors to new ones just so that I don't have to worry about it in the future. Besides that, though, he's like, every summer or every spring, I pull it out, I fire it up, I layer it up, and it goes, and it drives, and it's mint. <coughs> and I get that from a bunch of people whose cars I've done before. So it's, it's proofs in the pudding, right? Yeah, you've done ce- celebrity builds too, haven't you? Um, when I was in Chicago, we did a bunch of shit. Yeah, like uh, we did all Twisted cars out there. Um, fucked around with like Jeremy Bieber's fucking. Well, I guess it was Justin's whatever that Batmobile car we did the fix the wheels on it. You did um, some Team Punishment cars too, didn't you? Uh, we did all of JT's cars. So, um, that was like Tito Ortiz's social media manager. We did, uh, like, from the day I met him, we did all the cars that he ever got. We did the six series, like, I think he's had like three six series BMWs and an X5 and a Jeep and a Ram. And, like, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the good thing is, like, the repeat customers, you know? I had a guy in Cambridge who, like, every single year he'd buy a new Ford. And every single year, we would lift it and we put rigid tires on it, custom paint it, do this. So when I went to Cambridge, did the same thing. You buy another one, and then um, he loved them. He was just a Ford guy, loved his trucks, and he just keep doing them and just wanted something new all the time. Um, and it's it the it's the it's funny because when someone says, "So I just want it like this," do what you think will look good, and they give you free range of it. Now. You don't go, when someone gives me free range, I'm not like, all right, cool, man. We do four Giatos, 
we're doing like you know stupid crazy left i don't waste their money i just make it look cool where i could you know make a couple bucks make it look sick move on to the next and uh i want to keep doing that like i love doing it i i i look at it this way everybody asks me like about my job car guys are car guys and like you and me and everybody else that's like us when you get something you're like okay so i want to change this i want to do and i want to do this and i want to do that you know what i mean like all the time like my first sport bike i bought it and i cut the fender off at the dealership and like give me two zip ties and a drill and rip off my fucking reflector like i don't care what it is it's getting something's getting changed yeah so pretty expensive fucking hobby unless you're rich where you can just always change something every day on your car and then when it's done go buy another one and do it to that thing and then buy another one you know what i mean on and on so i'm like doing that hobby every day and getting paid for it yeah with somebody and else's money it's and it's always someone else's shit so yeah. like i love when someone brings me something stock i love that before picture and the after picture that and the look on someone's face when they come in and they're fucking losing their shit over it when they're so ecstatic, that is, that's ultimate. Like I, I, if, if I could do <clears throat> one, remember Pit My Ride? Yeah. I would, so my show, if I could have one show, it would be like Pit My Ride, but not bullshit. Except with no waterfalls and shit? Yeah, no fireplaces. <laughs> fireplaces and bowling ball cleaners in the back of your fucking trunk. You know, half of that shit that, okay. So again, this is another prime example of why I made this podcast versus what you guys are doing to the, everybody that watched that show, Pimp My Ride, that is not a car guy that just saw that show at face value, saw X to the Z and did all that stuff and was like, yep, I'm watching this show. They'd see these builds and they think that is the most insane thing ever I've seen. There's a waterfall and there's a soda dispenser and there's a this and a that. But what they don't know is when the camera shut off, they pulled out the waterfall and they pulled out the soda dispenser because legally you're not allowed to have a fucking waterfall in your car with fish in it. So they can't have that. So you see all this nice stuff on TV and then it's like, okay, camera's off. Okay, so just so you know, man, we're going to take out all of this shit and you're just going to have this piece of shit clapped out fucking hoopty. We didn't do the brakes. We didn't do the engine or anything, but your interior is really nice and the paint job is probably going to fall off, but it's sweet for like the next 45 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, yep. And by the way, you need a clutch, but here we'll push it back out for you. Right? We just put like 55 grand into it for you that the broadcasters paid for, but we've done nothing for you. So you're welcome. No, I, so my show, like I had the idea for a show. I would love to do it. Um, it's kind of like, what was that show they had where they would like secretly do a guy's car? Uh, overhauling? Overhauling. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I do it in a different way. I go to like, I mean, we can't do fuck all because it's stupid COVID and there's no shows, but go to like, you find car kids that like don't have the money. Okay. But like our good kids, you know what I mean? Yep. Like you, you, you fucking do a little research on that kid. Yeah. Like mom or dad <laughs> sends yeah. you an email and says, Hey, my son's been valedictorian for the last two years. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like we're, we're, we're short on money. He's a car kid. He does this, blah, blah. He works on his own stuff, blah, blah. Um, you know, like they hang out at Tim Horton's lots or whatever. And like these kids with these shitbox cars, right? So if you could take this kid that like works hard and is just like a shitty play on life at the time. And like, I would build that kid's car and do a whole show on like 
showing what you do for these kids where they don't have money, they don't have nothing, but they, they love what they, what it is. Those are the people that appreciate more than these random fucking bullshit shit boxes they had up in my ride <clears throat> or overhauling. Some of them were like, they were just in the garage. They had, um, they, uh, they had this car that they just they didn't have time to finish and blah, blah. So they redo it all for this old man. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's all teary, teary eyed, blah, blah, whatever. But I think that would work. If you did something like that for kids in the car scene where you do like, redo this kid's car so it's fucking sick to the point where he would never have been able to do that i think that would take off i think that would work like a feel-good fucking type of car show totally with cool shit and no like extreme deadlines and bullshit and no man just do it and then at the same time you got me being a jackass with everybody i know during it it'd definitely be a fun show but that's genuine it's not like oh we dropped the $17,000 supercharger on the floor and now it's all bent and we've got to order it from Taiwan and it's going to be 17 days and we only have 13 days. Like it's yeah, no, I, it, it would work, man. You could totally do it. <clears throat> well, we'll have to see if we can set that up. It'd be cool, man. That'd right? be cool. So what's coming for the future for you? What do you think? Just keeping day to day, keep doing the builds you're doing. Um, I, I do. So, I want to go as like ever. I want to go not, not. I guess bigger, man. I just want to do more shit. I love doing what I do. <clears throat> I want to do more of it. I want to have that like dream garage. Would I like to be fucking famous for it? Sure, man. Why not? Like I, I I'd love to. I love cars, um, and showing people what I can do. And I mean, I'm I, I'd like to think I make people happy with what I do to their stuff. When I get people I don't know that I meet somewhere and they're like, oh, so-and-so told me, or I get a phone call like, hey, they request, they told me to come to you because they love what you did to your stuff. Like, you know, that praise, it's like, if I, if I was like a stupid, rich fucking millionaire, I would do that show on my own and just like go and be like, hey, kid, is this your car? Blah, blah. And like, you know what? I'm like, come by the shop, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I would do it just to do it. <clears throat> I love the look on someone's face when they come and pick up their car when it's done. Yep. It's like, it's like Christmas for car kids. Right? Totally. Absolutely, man. I still, dude, I still get excited when like orders show up. I love opening the boxes and seeing new parts. They paid like, for by somebody else. It's the best. Yeah, man. I swear to God, someone's paid for this shit. I get to open it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. So push. Push your, uh, where's the shop located? Push your social medias and then I'll let you go because we've been talking for quite a long time. I'm sure you got shit to do. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take up too much of your time, did I? No, I've enjoyed this conversation and I hope the listeners do too. It's been, it's been too long, man. We're going to do it again. I know, for sure. Um, we are, it's Low Life Rod and Custom, 669 Third Line, Oakville, Ontario. Uh, Low Life Rod and Custom, all one word on Instagram. Lowlife365 on TikTok. Uh, my name's Lou Kovac. That's my Facebook. Uh, Advice for the listeners. That's my last a question that I'm going to ask everybody. Advice for the listeners that are thinking about doing something. This isn't necessarily a podcast geared just towards car guys. So I, I do have you on. I did have Jeff on. There are going to be more car guys because I am kind of utilizing my friend group, my brother group right now to like get some shows out, get that thing on. Uh, another guest is going to be a gym guy, but what's your advice 
for guys like you, guys like me, guys that want to start out but are afraid to do it, don't think they're going to make it, can't make the jump, what's your advice? Um, I think if you're going to do – if you're thinking of starting a business like mine, you really need to <clears> – <throat> You're, you're going to hate life if you don't try and start out big, if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> you've got, you got a lot of guys that want to start small and lots of people will say, start small, start small, start small. Um, if you try and start small, you'll get crushed by someone that is bigger. So my one, my one regret from the first place was like, I started it with nothing. Um, I started with like, I don't know, like 15 grand or something like that. And it was the most stressful fucking time ever because rent employees, parts, machines, tools, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, this shit adds up quick. And there's times where you got to pay your employees to pay your bills and people come in and drop a deposit for parts and you have to cover the other half of that part money that your supplier needs. And you're like, fuck, I don't have enough. And like, it's not easy. Like if you're, if you're going to do it at home in your garage on the side, all the power to you, man. Um, But make sure you know what you're doing. It's June now. I have done six full rip out, repair, and redo air ride setups. Done by, oh, my buddy can do it, guys. So, <clears throat> air rides, air rides. Everybody says it's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It is easy, man, for me. I've fucking bagged 100 cars easily. I know I can honestly easily say that. I'm sure it's way more, but I know without a doubt. I know what you can and can't do. <clears throat> the guys that start out, um, dude, the first time anybody does an S10, they blow the front bags because they don't cut enough of the spring pocket out. That is just a renowned first-time fail on everybody. Nobody cuts enough of it out. Little small things, man, that like everybody doesn't know. So if you're going to do your own shit and you don't have a backer or the money to do it. Don't bite off more than you can chew. If you want to do something big, find, find someone at the end of the day, it's money, dude, talent's talent, but you need money to make money. That's all I can say straight up. That's fair. Sweet man. uh, Give her, keep her going. Well, I appreciate your time, Lou. I haven't talked to you in a long time. We will do it again soon. Hopefully it's, I can can see it's late there. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And for all the listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Self-Made Nobodies. We will be on uh, here in the next couple of weeks. So you can definitely check out the episode and all the other episodes that are on. Completely and totally my pleasure, brother. Sweet. Mine too. Okay, Lou, have a great night. Good luck with everything. And I will talk to you soon. Talk soon, dude. Take care. Right on. Ciao. Bye. Thanks guys for joining me on episode two of self-made nobodies with Lou. Definitely enjoyed that conversation. It was a long time since we've caught up and I really enjoyed speaking with him. He's definitely a storyteller and I enjoyed getting to hear stories, both old and new. 
I'm really happy that Low Life Rod and Custom is going well for him. It looks like they put out some badass rides, so make sure you check him out on all the socials. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of Self Made Nobody's uh, podcast about the Davids in a world of Goliaths. I hope you guys join me on this journey as I continue on. I really want to inspire you as a listener to do something that maybe you never thought you could do, jump out of the norm, do something special, and I hope some of the stories along the way at least either entertain or inspire you to do something different. Thanks again. Make sure you download, subscribe, and check us out every other week for a new episode. We are on Apple, we are on Google, and soon to be on Spotify. Thanks, guys. We love you.